We are trying to get to the 300. What are, what are, what are you playing there, bud? Is that a TikTok? Yeah, it's a TikTok. Is that a TikTok? You got a TikTok? You doing TikTok now? No. TikTok, hooray! I, re- I, <laughs> I receive them, but it's not like I actually... I look... I at, don't participate. Like uh, Christina P. Uh, Pajitsky uh, from your mom's house, she shares TikToks on her Instagram story. And hers are the only ones I'm interested in because it's people in the throes of mental illness. Just hashing it out with themselves. Oh, God. <laughs> That's so hard to watch. It's not. It's really not. It's kind of fun. <laughs> no, it isn't. Like, there's one. The guy was just in the middle of the road on his hands and knees wearing nothing but socks. <clears throat> Finger popping his own butthole. Neat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. I take it back. Yeah. It is fun. It is fun. Mm-hmm. We have a good time. <laughs> uh, episode 288. Aaron and Elena are not here again. They are. Once again, at hedonism two. <laughs> What's now? Isn't it three now? Maybe three. I don't, did they have to do a third one? Well, I mean, is 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 two like the event or is it a place? It's a place. Okay. They had to make a new one because I guess they fucked the ground from out from underneath. <laughs> hedonism one. Hedonism the original. Hedonism <laughs> the origin. I guess there's going to be an origin story movie with Peter North. Uh, no. Oh God! <laughs> One time we made a, a fake rap uh, group, which I still have the CD for. We made a fake rap CD, me and a few of my friends. And one of the one of the lines was getting busy like Peter North at hedonism. <laughs> <laughs> People be jealous of that life we live living in. Let me tell you, nobody was jealous of us. <laughs> we were. It was called the Porch Posse. That's actually pretty good. Because we, we would literally just sit on the porch and drink beer all the time, and we were underage at the time. Is this probably. Morgantown? <clears throat> this was Somersville, where the cops were not shy at all. If you were under 27, you were the black person in Somersville. And oh, the cops sure, would yeah. Chase you. Well, they hated I, you. That's Boomer. <laughs> yeah, it's Boomer, too. Yeah. yeah. So Because there's no black people in Somersville, so they got to fucking beat somebody. Right. They got to get mean, somebody. I mean, cops have to. Cops got to beat. <laughs> yeah. What are we going to do? <laughs> they give us these fucking billy clubs. I mean, what are we going to do? Enforce laws? <laughs> Yeah, they were enforcing laws, laws that shouldn't exist. Exactly. Fuck the police coming straight from the underground, young brother. Cause should, bad because I'm brown. That's what we ought to open up with. Fuck the police. But not NWA's version, which is... Are we going to do a bluegrass version? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I wish that existed. It probably does. Are you kidding me? It does. <laughs> I guarantee it does. Let's see. I know where to look for this. I know exactly what I'm looking for. Hmm. I guarantee you there's a bluegrass version. I'm looking for the live and rare version of shit. See, YouTube, you are disappointing me now. YouTube's gay. Am I allowed to say gay stuff's gay anymore? <sighs> I would propose uh, you didn't. Oh well, that's gay. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's gay that you, you don't do, want to do what you want. Gay. I don't, you know, that's that's your deal. It has nothing to do with me. Okay, let's see. This might be it.
Hey, did you notice how whenever I was quoting the lyrics, I changed it to brother? I didn't. I'm learning. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know if I agree with that. I think uh, Snoop Dogg told Burt Kreischer, if you're in your car and you're driving around singing a, one of my songs, I don't care what you... I, I, I would want people to have fun. He's not the emperor of black people, though. I think he, he, is. he should be. <laughs> I think he should. I if, think if anybody should, it's Snoop. I think Snoop Dogg's the emperor of black I people. I think Snoop should be emperor of people, period. I think Snoop Imagine Snoop's, Snoop's emperor being an emperor. Imagine Nobody the, would have to do Imagine shit. his robes. <laughs> I think he's already got those. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They would blind Ric Flair. It would, and Rick, his, Rick Flair's head would explode from the sheer, sheer extravagance. You know how much Ric Flair influenced hip-hop culture? Yeah. They Gigantic. Dis- they discussed that on the Ric Flair uh, documentary. Oh, yeah. It's insane. Look, we've, I think we've talked Give about it. Give me two before. claps to Ric Flair. <laughs> Woo! Uh, he, uh, Hulk Hogan probably made multitudes more money way back in the 80s, but Ric Flair has had a longer-lasting thing because of YouTube. Yeah. People would pull up his his uh, promos yeah. and just lose their minds. They probably never even watched him wrestle. Forget about the matches. We were... <laughs> Uh, who was it? I don't think it was you. What we were watching the other day, where it was a, uh, I was watching with somebody else about animal. I mean, <laughs> hawk threatening to rape Ric Flair. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be all night long <laughs> if you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> do we? I'm not sure we know what you mean. <laughs> I hope I don't know what you mean. Anyway, episode 288, <clears throat> Schwammo, Prince of Podcasting, Bipolar Rock, and all this guy's father. Here with the White Samoan. The Vanilla Gorilla, first black man ever to ice skate backwards down the Canwall River. That's the one. And the human incarnation of the infield fly rule. That's old Chucky Tater Sacks over there. Aaron and Elena have passed away. I know we said earlier that they were at Hedonism too, enjoying uh, Aaron's birthday or their anniversary, whatever. <laughs> but they are both dead. They have both died from COVID. It's national flavored balsamic dressing day. Sure. They're at a farmer's market somewhere in North Carolina doing a standing 69, and this time Elena's the post. <laughs> Elena could be the post. She could be the post. She's got she she's got the power. Yeah. Aaron's only at about 220 right now. If that. He's wasting away. Well, he's dead now. Yeah. I mean after the worms eat away. His weight loss goals are um he's going to achieve them and then some. Oh yeah. We're going to cremate him whether he likes it or not. <laughs> cremate it against his will, like <laughs> like James Karen on uh, on Re- Revenge of the Li- uh, Return of the Living Dead. Yes, only that he, that was that was totally his will. Yeah, he just he wasn't happy about it. I mean, he wasn't stoked about. I mean, he, I like the fact he took off his wedding ring. That was a nice choice. Nice touch. <laughs> uh, I'm writing down cremated against his will. It's a very good <laughs> hell. That could be a title of the whole new show. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, what's been going on? Um, I don't know. Uh, just the usual stuff. Um, see, I don't know what to say for favorite things or who cares. You know, it's the, D- different. It's like a fun and different format. Um, the whole thing's favorite things now, baby. We don't have those two. Pulled out all the stops. Two um, fucking shysters <laughs> holding us back. They're the ones that make me stick to a format. <laughs> Elena, I didn't notice Elena's uh, PowerPoint every yeah, time she walked in. She, she, has a, she would point she has a viciously to things. Yeah, she doesn't have. She doesn't do a PowerPoint <laughs> presentation. She just has a powerful point. Exactly. She, that's what I said. That's yeah. what I meant. Sometimes you, know? you can hear it if if we're not uh, if we're quiet and she does the point. You can hear. Whoosh. 
Anywho. <laughs> now, um, had a trainee at work this week. So that's neat. Um, that they're hiring people that aren't me. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, so, you know, he did a good job. So I've I showed him pretty much everything I could. So I was pretty much left to my own devices. So I just journaled a lot and read a lot. I finished Salem's Lot. Um, it's a good book. Did not end well. Um, then I, I, I devoured like a stoic book a day. Like uh, Ego is the Enemy and Stillness is the Key. My, my favorite, one of my favorite personalities right now is Ryan Holiday. Ryan Holiday is the guy who runs the Daily Stoic. Mm-hmm. Um, he's uh, he's br- he's a brilliant guy. Um, I like the fact that he's like me. He's down the line. He likes neither CNN nor Fox News. He, you know what I mean? He he doesn't like Donald Trump. That's for sure. But he doesn't. There's a thing in Stoicism. As, as a matter of fact, let me grab my notebook because I took a bunch of notes. Uh, we'll sit here in stunned silence as you go grab your notebook. Ryan Holiday, is that him? Yes, it is. Okay, he looks uh, he looks a bit like Beto O'Rourke. Yeah, he actually he really does. I think that people have teased him. Remember when pe- remember when people tried to make Beto O'Rourke a thing? <laughs> like, come on, it's not going to happen. He's not a stop thing. trying to make Fetch happen. <laughs> Beto O'Rourke <laughs> is not Fetch. Beto, he's much worse than Fetch. We can bring back Fetch um, later as an ironic thing that we can laugh about. Yes. We're never going to be like, yeah, Beto O'Rourke was awesome. We should all high-five about Beto O'Rourke. He can suck the fattest part of my dick. Neat. Which is near the base where all the hair is. (laughs) In case you were wondering. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. He's from Austin, Texas. Actually, he's not from there. He just moved there. Okay. Well, you know who else lives there now? Hulk Hogan, uh, no Joe. Everybody, Rogan. yeah, I was getting ready to say everybody's moving to Texas. Okay, um, there's a, there's quite a f- good few good things I learned from my reading. Um, for one thing, I I write down words that I don't necessarily know the meaning to. Oh, so, why is the on there? <laughs> the and a are uh, literally okay. I need you to listen to me real quick. <laughs> Actually, the word literal is right there, but it's not what you mean. What do you think it is? Well, guess what? Literally doesn't mean what it means anymore. No, no. no. Actually, there's a completely different, <laughs> different spelling spelling for a word, and Two it means situated on the s- shore of the sea or a lake. Aha! Uh-huh, I've heard of literal that before. It's a very Irish way to use that. Yes, it is. Um, there's a boy. In my that I went to high school with, we were seniors yeah. in English class, getting ready to do our senior thesis papers, and we had to read out loud like we were in third grade. And this guy was reading, and he goes, "And to he, oh, God. he said the are you, are you really as to he, without an ounce, a drop of humor or irony." I wonder what he does now. He probably makes a lot more money than yeah. he, probably, he probably went to welding. Yeah. Or probably got probably was smart and went right. to a trade he's school. Smart. He's intelligent in one of those other yeah. kinds of yeah. ways. I know people I, don't have to be smart in reading to be smart. No, 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 right. absolutely not. Yeah. But learn to say the. Oh yeah, I mean, there's some basic things. You nice kid do. too. I've seen him multiple times since we graduated high school. Good kid, good guy. Well, uh-huh. yeah. I mean, I, I always I, liked him. Felt I'm, bad. I'm fascinated by by intelligence of different of different ilks. I guess you'd say. Like, dude, there's a guy I know they call him pea brain. And it's because he's a literal idiot, but he could fucking use a uh, an acetylene torch and without a guide or anything and cut perfect holes. Say you want a four inch hole there, he would just cut a perfect four inch hole, perfectly round, 
No oblong bullshit. Really? Without any guide, his hand steady as a fucking. That's impressive. As a top, as a steady I as a top. Can use George? <clears throat> he could weld anything and that make it look shit beautiful. Me. That shit amazes me. Like uh, me, I could cut stuff apart and I can make stuff stick, but it doesn't look good. He would make this shit look good. Actually, I started to weld and I was actually not bad. Um. One of my favorite things is uh, there's a, a Greek term called eudaimonic, which means blessedness or a good virtuous life. A um, couple quotes here. Better to endure pain, endure pain in an honorable way than to seek joy in a shameful one. Um, pantheistic, which I believe is a really great way to believe, believing that God is the universe itself instead of actually believing that God and the universe are two separate things. Like he created the universe. Exactly. He is the universe. Or they created. Exactly. I'm not, um, is there, does God have a gender? It doesn't. It's God a, had a face. It's, it's what a force. it would look like. I believe in what the, <laughs> I believe that Joan Osborne would know. I mean, she knew, she knew God was one I of us. I think you mean Dr. Evil. He wrote that song. <laughs> Just a stranger on the bus Um, (laughs) Here's a nice uh, Cool Latin saying I I would like to get into a Latin argument Like Johnny Ringo And and Doc Holliday in Tombstone Which uh, by the way that actually happened In real life A lot of the shit in Tombstone really fucking happened Mm. They were I was shocked at how historically accurate that shit was Anyway Alia Iacta Est the die is cast. That's reportedly what Caesar said when he crossed the Rubicon with a with an army going into Rome to conquer Rome, his own country, to become emperor, install mm-hmm. himself as emperor, which actually never happened. Uh, that is actually a bit of trivia. Rome, uh, so Julius Caesar was never an emperor. That is technically not correct. I will accept him as somebody say he's an emperor because he was an emperor in all but name. But he was he was what's known as Imperator. Where, sort of like how I'm the prince of podcasts. Yeah, it's not, I mean, it's not real. <laughs> I mean, it's real to us. It's real to both of our it's listeners. It's real to you. It's real to, it's real to both of our listeners. Adam Bryant's cheering every time I say it. He, he high-fives his wife, who's very annoyed that, she, that he's listening to us. We are an annoying podcast. We suck. It's worse. Especially us two. Oh, God. Bloviating. Oh, yeah. You're going to hear some opinions on this one. <laughs> Bad ones, too. I've adjusted my opinions to where I can get canceled. I found a way to get myself canceled. Let's Meat. get into it. No, let's not get into it. Um, so many words here because I was reading this. I'm reading a book about Alexander the Great. That's what that's the thing about books, man. There's lots of words in them. I'm saying I'm reading a word about a book about Alexander the Great, and the guy who wrote it is extremely wordy with oh. with words that are unnecessarily a lot of flower. He, he yes, uh, he decorates much. his great book. He decorates his great uh, book. Alexander the Great is a. I'm only reading it because I really I, I went on an Alexander the Great spree when I was younger and read ten books about him. Actually, actually, an exaggeration is more like five. But still, you can say ten if they were sure, long. Why not? Were they long? Yeah. More, than, more than thirty pages? Yeah, there was a couple pamphlets, maybe <laughs> a tract, <laughs> a religious tract, <laughs> a novella. One um, time, I picked up one of those religious tract that looked like that looks like fifty dollars. Folded in half. I was like, oh, oh worst. shit. And I showed my buddy Brandon, and he was, and he said, turn it over, dummy. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I like how they give that out instead of tips. At yeah, instead of helping people. Because yeah, <laughs> American Christians are the worst. I don't know if you know that, but they're the worst. They're, I mean, I think just they're overall, lots of people are the worst. I mean, okay. I, I'm try, I'm not trying to hate on any specific group of people. You literally said that. I know. <laughs> a specific group of people are the worst. 
<laughs> I know. Uh, what I'm trying not to do. That, I think Catholic maybe. priests that fuck children and they're pretty bad. Trouble. They're pretty bad. They're pretty bad. They're not the worst though. <laughs> um, there's a, a a word that I'm now applying to uh, that I'm trying to help my mom and all these other people who are just watching the country get down the shitter. It's, it's a called gr- suicide. It's a Greek, <laughs> yes, there's a there's a word called a Greek word called amatheia, which means lack of knowledge about what is truly good for oneself and for society. So people who like Donald Trump who can't see his ridiculous shortcomings, really. Sh- I mean his, I, I that that argument. I'm straying away from Sam Harris because he's an asshole. Like he's a, he's a he's one of these neo. Atheist who believes that everybody who believes in something is a moron, and they tell him so. I don't. That's what's not weird right. about that is he's into meditation. I know, and that's that's just he, people can be uh, dualistic or whatever that is. Um, sure, duplicitous, but duplicitous and in, in, it implies that you're doing it with bad faith. I don't think he's doing it in bad faith. I think he picks and chooses the things that he likes, like anyone from does. other cultures, All right, and then uses them for his own thing. I do think he can be a bit crass and angry and mean when he's talking about Christians and a really savage and, and cutting and and a, a way I used to find quite entertaining. It's like Christopher Hitchens. I love Christopher Hitchens, but man, some of the shit he well, said. He, he put a little bit more humor into it. Sam well, Harris is I, yeah, almost completely he, devoid he, of humor. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Sitting there, I I don't enjoy what's happening right cutting now. Cutting you to ribbons is one of the finest things I've done today. I'm enjoying this immensely. You can't tell from the look on my face. Can I get a cup? My of, mother created Golden Girls. Can I get a cup of warm water with some lemon in it? Because <laughs> you know that's what I drink. <laughs> that is the only. Can I get I some unflavored tea? I'm now uh, on a carnivore diet. I only eat steak, no seasoning. No cooking oil in the iron skillet. I would punch him right in the mouth. <laughs> um, no, but, but medium the, well. The uh, Stoics believe in a thing called logos, logos, and it's basically that uh, you don't necessarily have to believe that there is a god per se. Like it's a it's a concept that a lot of them did not embrace. Um, but they said that the universe has a plan, not a plan as in it's been planned by somebody, but it is organized. They said, if it wasn't, would math make sense? No, it wouldn't. Math always makes sense because things have a structure. Even when there's a chaos thing, it does have structure. So, you know, that was basically their point. And these people are ancient Greeks. This is before Christ or even slightly after Christ. You know what I mean? And uh, Greeks and Romans and, you know, you got people like Marcus Aurelius, Epictetus. Um, Epictetus, right? Hold on. Excuse me. You know how many times I've, uh, not, I've avoided that joke? Well, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not here to avoid jokes, but... <laughs> I'm here to tell all the jokes, and I'm going to I'm going to retell that one. I need you to say that word again in just a second, if okay. you'll excuse me. Right. Get rid of that, and you say what's the guy's name again? Epictetus. Oh, more like epic titties. <laughs> Thank you. Hey man, look at my dick. <laughs> Aaron and Elaine have passed away. Anyway, more things about the stuff you were talking about. Um, I'm completely enthralled. No, you're not. Actually, I am. I like this type of shit. Um, I read, I'm almost done with the one called uh, Stoic, Stoicism as a Way of Life, or I can't remember the actual name of it. It's by an Italian guy. Actually, no, I did finish that one, too. Wait, wait, wait. An Italian guy wrote a book? About you, that wasn't about oh. spaghetti. It's not about menigot. <laughs> oh, hey. Oh. This is those other Italians who actually live in Italy. Oh. They're, not, they're not American Italians who are no, they're a not bunch in tracksuits outside boss. of a pork store. Yeah. 
<laughs> complaining about natives. They're not the redneck Italians who came over here. Yeah. Who were basically booted out of their own. I got to be honest. Those guys seem like they have a lot of fun, though. Well, sure. With their little horn necklaces. Yeah. I like them. Um, I've actually seen those around sometimes. Yeah, man. I know. What well, we have a, a pretty heavy Italian population down here. Sure. So you see, you'll see the horn necklace every now and then. Mm-hmm. But you see it a lot on the Sopranos. Yeah. I call it the nose now, just so you know. <laughs> the nose. <laughs> It's the um, international abrevenish. International abrevenish. <laughs> I'm so glad we did that. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but all the books are really good. They're, the they're, obstacle is the way. Is that it? is a fucking excellent book. That's by Ron Holiday. Yeah, that's basically saying that don't ever bemoan your fate. Accept it with cheerful optimism, and also the fact that every time something bad happened to a Stoke, even a death in the family or something like that, they would always see it as a chance to sharpen their virtue, or. Or practice virtue in some way. Like they, it's not that they didn't feel emotion. Stoicism is not lack of emotion. It's not letting your emotion guide you. Yeah, it's and, not letting the woe is me period. Which I've had plenty of woe. Is, I had a whole fucking eight year woe is me period. Yeah, we, and yeah, let it. I let it control me. Now I, uh, I, uh, I let it hit me for a day or two, and then I get back to. Well, to doing you know, stretching, doing yoga, and fucking it's hiking and it's, fucking. It's normal. Eating steak. Yeah. I mean, flexing all, in the mirror and being like, go. I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't bad. This is way better than it was. <laughs> yeah. um, I, it's like the Stoics believed. Uh, one of the things I loved about it, I actually wrote something out. The tent of Stoicism is very large. Atheists, agnostics, and people of faith can all fit underneath it. We all believe in the Logos, which we do. Um, and want to live good and meaningful and productive lives. I f- see no reason to taunt and belittle believers. Likewise, if they feel uh, no reason to taunt and belittle me, we can all sit under the tent companionably. Hmm. So, I mean, that's a really uh, a, a good sentiment, you know, because I don't now. Is I don't, that something you wrote down? Uh, you wrote like your yeah, I wrote your it. thought. That's yeah. nice. Um, and even though you did literally just say that American Christians are the worst. But that was joking. You were joking. Well, no, I mean, and it's not, and it's not like we're not going to have slip ups. I'm, I, I do get angry at things sometimes. I do like Donald Trump is going to be the challenging thing. I need to see him for what he is—a very small, um, fearful, beautiful, doddering old man. I mean, that's that's what he is. I mean, it, the Stoics are great people in saying state what something is. Don't state your feelings about it. Like uh, Tom eats too much. Well, okay, you can say that. Or, or you can say a better thing to say: Tom eats a lot, or Tom eats like a pig. You never say that. You just say what Tom. Eat. You know, see what I'm saying? Like he Tom drinks, likes eating. He drinks too much wine. Mm. Well, how much? How much do you know? How, how, how do you know that's too much? What do you know? What do you think? You don't know what he's going through. Maybe that that amount for him is proper. You know what I mean? So you see what I'm getting at. Yeah. I mean, and you should never judge anyone for what they're. This one's interesting. Um, trust me, I'm lying. That's one of his books. Ryan Holiday? Yeah, it's uh, Confessions of a Media Manipulator. It's a book by Ryan Holiday. The book chronicles, chronicles Holiday's time working as a media strategist for clients, including Tucker Max, who I read two of his books. Yeah, I remember him. Robert Green yeah. in America. Tucker Max is a period. massive piece of shit. Uh, he's different now. I'll just I, listen see, to an again, interview with him. I can't believe I just did that. Well, he, he wrote books about who he was in his 20s, and he's a completely different guy now. But, sure. I mean... I did read those books and I did quite enjoy them. And now I look back and I'm like, eh, it's still kind of funny though. Well, you but it, it, your 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 virtue gets stronger as you get older. 
And that's, he, and that's a word that I'm he actually... He literally said something. You know, I listened to him on a podcast with Michael Malice, who's a... Uh, he wrote Dear Reader, which was about the uh, North Korean dictatorship, <laughs> which is a great name. Yeah. Dear Leader is what they called him. And yeah. he called his book Dear Reader, and he did a little bit of a racist thing with the accent. Yeah. Is he is he like the really racist radio guy? He's not racist. No, he's okay. he's he was born in Soviet Russia. There's one of those guys. And his family escaped. His name is Michael something and he's a real racist. Might be Cernovich. Mike Cernovich. They he gets painted as a racist, but he's not. But there is one of them who's really There probably is, yeah. I mean, he's a radio guy and he's said really insulting things about Native Americans like essentially they deserve what they got. They lived in huts and all kinds of stuff. He's uninformed. But he's pushing a narrative that they, he thinks is true because yeah. He's an un, like Tucker Carlson. Might not even be a thing. He Tucker Carlson is uninformed, but he pretends he's informed, and he pushes things that that he's probably extremely informed. He just knows what's going to get him. Fair, a that's okay. I was getting ready to say <laughs> he, he knows what white uninformed people want to hear. He want mm-hmm. they want to hear, especially when concerning things like Native Americans, that they were doing nothing with the land and they were this and they were this and they were this. So therefore, what happened to them is not that bad because they kind of deserved it because they can't fight back because they're not like us. That's their narrative and that's what they hand hand combat. They'd have fucking wiped the floor with these um, fucking honkies. A, a plague swept both Americas right before the Europeans hit, and it took us into the almost to the twentieth century to, to to actually finally subdue them. Mm-hmm. We had superior numbers, superior firepower, and all that stuff. We like they like to the, to tout how great the American armies on stuff. The American armies got their asses handed to them in a, on a regular basis by Native American tribes. I mean, the Lakota defeated them, the Seminole defeated them, the both Comanche of, almost got. Yeah, them. I mean, and and they were outgunned, outmanned. All those things, and still were better fighters, knew the land better, were far better horsemen. You know what I mean? It's just, there's not even a comparison. Yeah, the best and horsemen were the four the horsemen. Four horsemen, baby. <laughs> I knew it was coming. Woo! Diamonds are forever. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't mean to toot my own horn, but, but toot toot. <laughs> and then there's Oli. Oli, I'm scolding somebody because I'm your angry uncle. J.J. Dillon in the background Holding all the belts on his shoulders God, he was such a great manager Best manager Well, the best manager is either Jim Cornette or Bobby Heenan No, Precious Paul Ellering Precious Paul Ellering, also a great manager Literally was their manager Who, was the Four Horsemen's manager? No, Paul Ellering was literally the Road Warriors Oh, sure, yeah And he was Like The stock quotes was real like he was really yeah, he looking was just, at stock. Ones. The thing I was thinking, saying about Tucker Max, he said on the Michael Malice podcast, um, talking about how, who he was in his twenties, and he said, "If you're in your forties and you're not having a better time than you were in your twenties, you fucked up." Right. <laughs> That's true. And I'm like, I'm in the first year, almost ending the first year of my forties, and I've had a a much better year than most of the years of my thirties, most of the years of my twenties. So I'm on the I'm on the fucking right trajectory. Well, I mean, I was actually. I came to this realization the other, uh, like it was night before last, and I did something I should have done long before. And um, did you finally fuck that piece of bacon that's been in your uh, refrigerator? I was like, "That's a good piece of bacon to fuck." Last time I was down there, and you're like, I "Haven't fucked it." I did yet. it I that like, day. Should, okay, I did that, that very day. good, very good. What's wrong with you? Did you not put that catch up, up on your, catch on your up live here. journal? Did you? <laughs> what's <laughs> no. a, what's an old blog site? <laughs> <laughs> I blogged it for my uh, for my MySpace. Um, no, we need to bring MySpace back. We probably could. May, have a major coup because Facebook is a piece of garbage, and 
Facebook is a, something that's not good for society. When people, did you see what I did there? When people don't use it correctly, it's doubt it back. Most people don't use it like I use it, and that's for sniping stupid things. It's like sure, I don't use it at all, and completely happy. I had one of it. the greatest jokes of all time, and hardly anybody got it because most people aren't on Twitter to know what happened to Chris Evans. Chris Evans accidentally put a dick pic on Instagram stories. That's awesome. It is awesome. Good for him. And I, of course I looked for it and looked it up and found it. And I just... Uh, it's got a hog? Uh, here's the joke. Okay. Turns out Captain America had a hammer on him the whole time. Neat. Yep. There, that's a great joke. <laughs> but nobody got it over on Facebook because they don't know that you can find his dick if you want. <laughs> Kid's got a piece. Let me tell you, son. Sweet. That is some fucking clean living going on in his rules. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at the point now that my confidence is built up that if, if a dick pic slipped out, I'd be okay with it. I'd be like, yeah. A girl asked me to send a dick pic last night. You did, the, did you do the Nixon? No. Okay. I, I'm hilarious. And I'll show you what I sent the old gal. This is why I can't get laid because I do this. <laughs> did she quit talking to you? No. <laughs> I think she knew that that wasn't real. Okay. I hope she knew that that wasn't real. What did she say? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, multiple things. Send <laughs> <laughs> her the old micro <laughs> The micro Where are we at? <laughs> um, no, my 40s, too. Have, like, I know my 40s are going to be great, but also the, another thing about stoicism is, too, um, I've accepted death now. Like, if I were to drop dead tomorrow, I'd be okay with it. I'm not afraid of the death part. I'm afraid of the dying part, I think. Well, that's what everybody's afraid of. Like, the death is a, a release. You I welcome you don't, sweet release. You don't release. feel anything anymore. I love the fact that Marcus Aurelius is dying of, essentially dying of smallpox. Like, there's a... Uh, uh, what a called, thing to it's, go. it's called the, uh, the Justinian Plague or something like that, and it swept Rome, and it killed so many people. And he was an old man, especially in those terms, in, in, the, in those times. And... The reason I have a problem with Donald Trump is I read about people like this guy who sold the imperial treasures to help pay for helping the empire out. He literally walked through the palace and said, we don't need that. We don't need that. Is we don't it, need is that. Is he the reason we got Darth Vader? Huh? The empire? Oh, shut up. I'm trying. No, and he, he went to his wife, who was also awesome, and said, you don't need those jewels. And she said, no, I don't. And he, t- and he took them from her. He said, sell those two. Uh, sold them all at auction. Used all the money to help average people, not just not just help wealthy people, whatever. Um, went personally to commoners' funerals. He's the emperor of Rome. This is a, a point where people aren't like they are today, where they question things. Th- there was unquestioning loyalty to the emperor of Rome. He could have been the world's worst person. And and not done any of this stuff, and 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 they loved him. They loved him. Now, was this. it the the type of uh, loyalty and love that say Kim Jong Un or Kim Jong Il no, had? Okay. Definitely not. It wasn't through fear. Of course, they feared him because he's the emperor. But it was more through love. He dressed like a common person. He 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 fought them tooth and nail, like the the imperial uh, you know retainers and all that stuff, saying you have to take a guard with you. He's like, I don't need a guard with me. I'm a regular person. I'm walking the streets. And like, you're the emperor, sir. And if you die. If you get killed, then everything's in turmoil. And what will those what will those people think? 
what will happen to those people who you love so much, those commoners, when their lives are are thrown into a chaos? That's the only way they could get him to take people with. Yeah, it's better to have us and not need us than need us and not exactly. Have us. But he still just he resent he re, he resented it, and he also uh, just really um, fought it. He did not want it. He would go to lectures like all these great TED talks. They have TED talks back. Basically, then. they did cynics and and stoics and all these people who had these. Uh, you know, just these uh, in like amphitheaters and stuff. They would just have one thing I love about the Romans and the Greeks is their their intelligence, their their ability to discuss things. It was a, it was a public thing. We're going to have a discussion. If you told that to to Americans, and I'm so, I'm not saying I'm trying not to say things bad about my fellow Americans, but if I said I'm going to have a discussion about life and principles about life and virtue and all that stuff, and it's going to be here, how many people do you think would actually show up? Um, I don't know. We're not famous, so nobody will probably. That's the thing; these people weren't really famous either. These are just philosophers. Now, if we had like a uh, a Sam, if Harris it was Rogan or, or somebody like that, then people were going to show up. He's a, he's a celebrity, but a lot of these people weren't celebrities. These were just people, and anybody could speak at any. The Stoics are called the Stoics because it was on a stoa, which is a porch. You know, uh, Zeno, who was the first Stoic. Spoke on a porch and spoke to everybody who's walking by. He said, and he would tell people, "It's like, are you living a virtuous life? And what do you think? And what do you think?" And people were able to talk back, and they had dialogue, and they had disagreements and all this stuff. And there were so many schools of thought that were that didn't necessarily argue, but they would snipe each other in 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 good natured ways. the The cynics were didn't like the Epicureans at all. The Epicureans hated the cynics. The Stoics liked them both, but they were like me. I mean, they were like the middle of the ground. Hey, guys, come on. Can we just – come on, ladies. Can we get along, please? Yeah, you're both pretty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's, let's just – you're both right. Let's just go our separate ways. You know, that kind of stuff. Um, you had – I've said this before on the show. One of your favorite cynics or Stoics was uh, Diogenes. And <laughs> there were great stories about Diogenes. He was a lunatic. He was a lunatic. He had no possessions. He was basically dressed in rags. He shit in the street. He fucked in the street. Like all the all these things. He he and he said we're animals. We should behave so. And he lived and he loved his life. He had a bowl he used to drink out of. And he saw a kid go to a fountain and cup his hands and drink. So in rage he smashed his bowl because he's like I've been living like a sucker this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a possession. You know, he's big that, bowl got to me. That guy kind of guy. Yes. <laughs> and then the best thing he ever did though is Alexander the Great as much as I like him was a. Full of himself, to put it mildly. Just a shitty, not shitty, arrogant, narcissistic, brilliant. He was brilliant in a lot he lived of ways. The gimmick. He was like Ric Flair. Yes, he basically was. I mean, but he was, one thing he was short. <laughs> he had a friend who was tall and handsome. We all know how much you hate short people. <laughs> Don't say he was, he carried himself like he was 10 feet tall, but he was probably mm. like 5'3, you know. And, um, he walked up to Diogenes, and Diogenes was like laying on a on the ground in the sun because he's an old man. And Alexander the Great walked up to him and basically said, "What can I, the great Alexander the Great, do for you, you my wise man?" Because he liked Diogenes too. And Diogenes just looked at him and said, "You can get out of my sun." <laughs> <laughs> And they said Alexander was mad for a second that he kind of chuckled and shrugged his shoulders and watched, walked away because he Alexander had this thing about him that he had bad character traits but he's actually very is this no reason to live no reason to 
then you got, you know, you had Marcus Aurelius, you have, who was really the last great Stoic philosopher. A lot of Stoic stuff got shifted into Christianity. You had uh, Thomas Aquinas and these people who really carried it forward, and it formed a lot of Christian doctrine. That's what they don't like to tell you is that, you know, they don't. They like to call the Greeks, you know, that they were homosexuals and they were all these awful people and stuff. So much of their philosophy is taken Imagine from, from Greek philosophers. If the current um, <clears throat> moral majority, I guess they want it, like that's what the in the eighties they call them the moral majority. Like if they actually followed some of the Sto- Stoicism stuff, where it's they'd be following a more close uh, version it's, of it's, Christianity. It's more of a live and let yeah, live type it of is. deal. It really is. As long as you're, you have the right to swing your fist, as long as it doesn't hit my nose, yeah. type of deal. You know? Right. I mean, Marcus Aurelius had a – the first thing he did when he became emperor is appoint his brother co-emperor. He's like, this is a big job. He can help me out. He, he didn't want the power, really, and that's the person who should be in charge. It was given to him because he's next in line, and he really tried to refuse. He's like, I don't want it. And they're like, Marcus, it's kind of your job. He's like, all right. So he you know, did it, and he, and he was great. He wasn't one of these like Caligula or Nero, one of these awful monsters. Even Tiberius or somebody as, as someone like Augustus, who wasn't necessarily a bad guy, but really liked being emperor. You know what I mean? Enjoyed the power and deified himself. Deified himself. Yeah, that's so you get that um like uh people that are climbers like in industry and mm-hmm. jobs and stuff, they really want to end up being the boss and they end up being the worst bosses. Well, because they I mean, it's like somebody who really wants to be a cop. Yeah. Shouldn't be a cop. Yeah. Somebody who goes into it because they want to help people and sees the power aspect as a negative thing is the person you want to be a cop. Yeah. So, or the president. Even. Sure. I I'm mean, wondering somebody if like Donald Trump shouldn't be president. I mean, but neither should Hillary Clinton. And neither should, you know, virtually any of the, the modern politicians we have. Pretty much nobody should be. I think that. I do think that somebody like Joe Biden wants to be president now. A, he does want the power. A, that's that is a fact. But B, he sees how bad a shape we are in now, like with the guy we've got. So. I don't know that he does. I don't know that he's that aware of. <laughs> I think he is. <laughs> I think he. I think he goes in and out of it. I, I don't think he wants it. But they're like. Uh, I think it's, he sees it as his responsibility. They didn't think that they could win with Bernie. They didn't think they they could win with Tulsi Gabbard, and they could have. They definitely could have, but they just didn't think they could. So we had to get this guy that Obama picked because for some reason people still like Obama. Yeah, and he's easy to like. Well, I mean, he's easy to like, but you know, if why you don't I look, don't be- if, yeah, you don't, if you don't look beneath the thing, yeah, if you don't just take the top sheet off and look at the mattress, you know, that mattress is stained with millions of people's blood. But sure. he presents he presents well. Right. Joe Biden presents well until you hear him talk for more than five seconds. But anyway. What else you got over there, champ? I'm looking because I did just read read out loud to us. Well, let me go get my binky and I'll just I'll lay down. I'll start sucking my thumb and it's put more, my finger around. These my are nose. more like uh just observations about my day and how I can do better. Um Give us one. How can you do better? Progress, not perfection. Um, you really need to follow that. Progress, not everybody does. Oh yeah, I'm, but you. But I'm the worst. You get really uh, impatient. I really do, and I'm. I had a little bit of that today. It's but here's another thing. I said, for me, that aspect of self is like the Hulk. Mm-hmm. I can't control it, but if I guide it, 
at least I can cause it from doing the least amount of damage. Mm-hmm. Like I was supposed to stick to a shoulder press routine today and just go to a certain amount. I was like, I feel really strong. Fuck it. So I gra- put, piled on 135 and psh, 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 knocked out 10 times. Um, it wasn't difficult, but my shoulder has been injured and I could have been injured and I put it down. I was like, why did I do that? Do you ever just hang from your, let's get yeah. to the, then just hang, let yourself release and just fucking let it decompress. Sure. Some, some, yes. Um, that's good for the shoulders. It is. I do it every day. Um, I'm starting to see uh, one thing. I'm uh, uh, one thing I'm doing is vanity is a problem for everybody. For me, it's a special problem, and not because I'm vain necessarily. It's because of my my lack of uh, self esteem. So I'm constantly looking in the mirror to reassure myself. I have consciously stopped looking in the mirror, like. If it's just something more than brushing my teeth or something like that, but why do I need to look in the mirror to brush my teeth? I know where my teeth are. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, it's writing that down. It's a very, <laughs> it's kind of a funny thing to say. It's it's a it's almost a philosophical thing to say, you know. Um, you know who this song's about? Is it about her? No, it's about Paul Simon, isn't it? I think it's about James Taylor. Okay. How can he be vain? The thing is, he's vain. he was vain about his talent. Maybe not about and his reason looks. reason to be. He's very good. I don't like him, though. I know you don't. I do. I like him as a guy. Fire and Rain is one I of like a lot of his songs recorded. when other people do them. But his voice is too pure. It's too good. Yeah, you know? it, it, it's it's like... I know, I know exactly what you're saying. Um, uh... Okay. Here's a, here's a good quote by I think it's Epictetus. The wise will will accomplish three things in life: leave written works behind them, mm-hmm. be financially prudent, and provide for the future. I'm two of those. I've left some a lot of podcasts and songs behind. I think I kill count. myself later I think those today. Count those count. Good. The world's a different place. Cherish country living. They didn't like living in the city. I would like to be more in the country. Like uh, well, we, if, we we exist in the country, that's where we are. But I mean, uh, like my mom's house. Oh sure. Or what I really wish we still owned is the property up a twenty mile, up on top of that hill. That place is fucking miles, beautiful. So isolated. It's fucking. I tell you where I where I love is a uh, Lockwood. Lockwood is one of the most beautiful places on earth. I mean, it's just it's something out of a postcard. I mean, the place where my grandparents are buried up there on uh, at uh, Restlawn mm-hmm. is that hillside you look out at is one of the most gorgeous places. It's, it's tomorrow. That, it's for the next three days. It's going to be. I'm going to me and uh, my friend Chelsea are going up on Monday, and we're off tomorrow too, aren't you? <laughs> Neat. I'm trying to get some vacation sometime too because this is my favorite time of year. I'm thinking. I've, I'm thinking I'm putting in for uh, the week before my birthday. Yes. So I think my birthday is on a Sunday this year. So that week, I don't know why that happened. Here's a good one. When a thief steals, he gains nothing. Indeed, he loses something, his integrity. Hmm. Say that again. When a thief steals, he gains nothing. Indeed, he loses something, his integrity. Yeah. Because I think it was it was one of the Stoics who had a iron lamp who, that he loved. Just a small possession. And he stole it from him. And he got mad until he sat down and, he, and he's like, wait a second. I could have had an earthenware lamp that works just as well, that provides exactly with everything that the iron lamp, because iron was precious back then, you know. And he's not going to steal it. He said, and he went right out and said, "You know what?" And he went and bought an earthenware lamp. And he said, "I come out on the on the better end of this deal because the guy who stole this 
lost. He lost something of himself. He gave up his virtue. He gave up something. I win. So, you know, it's so instead of going and killing the guy, you just have yeah, he's, he's just like, yeah, you, you've lost by doing this. And that's another thing you have to do, too. You can't be self-satisfied with it, but you have to understand that those things happen, that if somebody wrongs you, they haven't really wronged you. They've wronged themselves. That's one thing I had to learn, you know, hating and being mad at all these people. Why? You're, you're the bad person in this scenario. Even if nobody knows it, you're the bad person. Why? It doesn't behoove me to be angry at you and to seek some kind of revenge. That's silly. So. It's like the, um, I forget which case it was, but there was a, it was a black woman at a trial of her son's murder. Mm-hmm. And after he was convicted and all that stuff, she told him she forgives him and all that stuff. And that has to make you feel so fucking small if you're the guy that did it. This woman who whose son that you killed is forgiving you. Yeah, she gave, she really held on to it. She was that was a, that is an extremely stoic thing to do. That is stoic is in a lovely. There's a there's another thing. It's called Orient Orient Coast or something like that. There's a circle. There are circles of being that you ought that you. Inhabit. There's you, and there's your immediate family, and your community, and then all this stuff. And the outer one, you should treat them as you treat the inner. You know, mm-hmm. and that's one of the th- one of their principles. Like you should love a stranger as much as you love anybody. Love your neighbor as you love thyself. Exactly. See, it's it's Christianity, and mm-hmm. and also they say, don't be a citizen of said country or said anything. I'm a citizen of the universe. So therefore. Get into some really Buddhist shit now. Well, like Dao and Logos are exactly the same. Dao Chemical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've done great things with a lot of stuff with uh, Teflon. Yeah. <laughs> God, horrid. Imagine if people knew about iron skillets whenever they were bringing out Teflon. I know, right? Iron skillet costs eleven dollars. You can get one that weighs thirty-seven pounds and cook anything. <laughs> yeah, you could cook a cake and an iron you, skillet. You never have to wash it. Right. That's what my mom makes uh, pineapple upside-down cakes in. Is an iron I bet skillet? That's delicious. Oh my god! Does she put lard in it? She puts like Crisco. That's essentially she, lard. Or no, she's been she uh, softens the butter and just rubs the entire. Isn't inner Crisco oven. lard? I think so. It's ish. It's yeah. in the same family. Sure. Just uh, she softens butter, rubs it in the entire thing, dumps the. I I like the chopped up pineapples. Mm-hmm. Dumps that in the bottom, and then the mix. I'm sure it's delicious. Oh, it's tremendous. I'm just not. I'm I'm a pound, I'm a pound cake guy. Yeah, pud cake is mine. Pineapple, pineapple upside down. Oh, okay. Pud cake, neat. I like it. That's my favorite cake. But I like any cake. Yeah, if I'm you a, offer I'm me a, a piece I'm a, of cake, I'm a cake guy. I'm a like, cake. I'm here to say it right now. If this is controversial, here at Pelfort Radio, we're pro cake. We are cake guys. <laughs> and if you've seen us, you know that we're cake guys. Less so than we used to be, but yeah. still, I will indulge every now and then. I don't think I look that much, like I've changed that much. You do. I, well, I mean, nobody I'm sorry. Thinks I'm sorry I wasn't fishing for a compliment. I'm no, saying no. that sometimes I look, at, I look in the mirror. I'm like, I was I really about six changed. months into the whole thing, into my uh, journey. Journey, and, <laughs> and I was like, I don't, I don't feel any different. Blah blah. blah. And then, like, I went and got. A shirt that didn't fit me six months before, and it was blousey over me. I was like, okay. And I always wanted to wear this shirt, and now I've lost too much weight for it to look any good. <laughs> well, for me, it's hard because I think my arms and shoulders have gotten bigger, but my midsection has gotten smaller. So I'm still wearing the same shirts, yeah. but they're just fitting in different ways. So I wonder how much it'd be to get shit tailored. I don't know, man, because my arms are just, uh, I'm not. 
it's just a, a statement of fact. They're just too big for shirts. Also, so, I wonder what kind of a look I would get if I walked into a tailor with a Neil Young t-shirt. <laughs> a Pearl Jam t-shirt. Yeah. I love this shirt. A Quiet Riot t-shirt. I've had this Pearl Jam shirt for 20 years. I bought it at my first Pearl Jam It's essentially Jam the, just the atoms of a t-shirt holding hands. Holy shit. Just... Uh, a couple weeks ago was the anniversary of the first time I saw Pearl Jam in Pittsburgh with my friend Brandon and Brianne. That's and, awesome. Yeah, that w- that was awesome. That was really awesome. I need to. I would like to go see another live show. Uh, the last one I saw was Dropkick Murphys. Last one you saw was me, baby. Well, I mean something. You mean a real person? No, artist. no, that's not what I meant. <laughs> You're a real artist. I'm saying that something that was at a major venue or something like that. You know. So yeah, the last one I saw. Well, how long? Big, we go, well, we go to Chimney Corner tonight. They're playing. Who's playing? Somebody. <laughs> nah. Uh, Let's get food and yeah, hang out. And there's f- some good fights on tonight. Some good fucking fights. I got to be honest. It's just not my thing. That's fine. I don't dislike it. I just don't. I'm not into it like you guys. It's so much fun. Sure. You got to. Football is my thing. There is no football here. So yeah, there is. There is, but it's not. It's plenty of football. It's not really. There's football on right now, baby. But it's not real. It is. It's real. They still play. They still play just as hard. I promise. It's, but it's not the. It's not the same schedule. It's not. You know what I mean. It's, it's a. It's a. It's an off schedule. We're off I, this I, week, and we play Oklahoma State next week. Then it's all conference games from then on out. Right. But I'm saying, just in general, it's just a, an odd football season. It is you know? weird. So it's going to be hard for me to. But the, the weather. That's a. You know, since this is a favorite thing, down the line, mm-hmm. fall weather. It is is a high of seventy today. I woke up. It was forty five. It was great. I had a chub. I was like, this is amazing. I need a jacket. <laughs> yeah, I wore a hoodie out to the store for my it's mom. Awesome. I love it. Pants on it's right the now. best. It's so nice. This evening is going to be scary movies. I'm going to watch all the ones I love. I'm going to watch Halloween 3. I'm going to watch Return of the Living Dead. I'm going to watch Day of the Dead. We watched all this the other night. What are your impressions of all those horror movies? We watched, uh, which ones we saw? Return we didn't watch Halloween Dead. 3, but because we've watched that ad nauseum. I've like saw it six times now yeah. in the last three or four years. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, I've, of course, I've seen a Return of the Living Dead before. Mm-hmm. And it's still hilarious. I love it. It's still like the special effects are very good. 80s good. Yeah. But they're silly, you know. Yeah, it's ridiculous. (laughs) That chick's tits are. Yeah. That chick's built like a brick shithouse. God, she was just one big. She's one of those girls that if she picked up a weight, she'd be a bodybuilder without any, you know. That is, that's another thing I've. There's a couple girls that that I follow that I, I know they're on steroids, but they obviously were genetically blessed before they picked up a weight. So. There's this one girl. She's a tiny little thing. Um, Shannon. Shannon Hoon. What is her name? Shannon. Damn it. It'll pop up when I'm. Shannon Ryan. Shannon Destiny Ryan. Shannon Watts. We're Shannon Shannon Seeley. Shannon Seeley, who's. S-E-E-L-E-Y. No, she's, uh, she's a dude, bro. She, yeah, she still looks feminine. She's enough, really big, but she's jacked. Jacked. She's I mean, like, it's like that picture. She's she still looks feminine, but she's big. Yeah, you know, her uh, face hasn't changed all that. And, much. and a lot of these are deviant art. Like that's this one right here. That's deviant art. She's not that big. Oh yeah, they they jacked that one yeah. up. So. Uh, my arms are bigger than hers. I mean, I'm just bigger than her in general. But she's just you know, she's a good looking gal before she went into all this. Yeah, she was. She was a still distance is. runner. Uh, there's a she's really jacked in that one. I'd throw it in. 
oh yeah, I think they're sexy in in, in a lot of ways. Um, but when they really get into the get into the steroids, I mean, it's you know. At first, when women take steroids, it doesn't masculinize in them right away. They just see all the benefit. Like, they get really muscular, and they get, you know, they'll drop all the fat, and they look really great. But then that stuff starts to pile up. And next thing you know, you've got a uh, – who's that one? She was a she was a bodybuilder in the 80s, and she became a man, basically. Like, she grew a beard and all kind of really messed her up. Um, there's that girl. I can't think of her name. Shannon Courtney. Shannon Courtney. I like it. She's kind of jacked. She's super jacked. Um, there's Gina Davis. Gina Davis is really big, but she's still hot. It's a big broad. And she's like off season hot. You know what I mean? She's just. There's another Shannon Courtney that's a boxer. Might be the same girl. Maybe. You know, uh, What's her face? Christy something is uh, one of the greatest women's boxers of all time from here. The coal miner's daughter. She just got inducted in the U.S. Boxing Hall of Fame. First female. I, I don't know who that is. Hmm. I mean, that's deviant art, obviously. I mean, look how enormous. Yeah. But I'll get a see right there. I mean, she's big, but she's. Yeah, she looks good. Yeah. Uh, Christy Martin. Christy Martin, former American world champion boxer. Uh, she's from Mullins. I didn't know that she was that good. Yeah, 47, 2, and 2, I think. There's a before and after. Wow, dude. Yeah, that's what steroids can do. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I mean, steroids. If you're already gen- a genetic freak like her, like she's. She was. She was. Looks like she might have been a cheerleader. Yeah, I think she was. And she's like this tall. So she's just. A, a 13 inch arm on her looks like it's this big around. Yeah. It's just all, it's an illusion, you know, so. How would a 13 inch penis look going in her? <sighs> well, we'll find out someday. No, we won't. <laughs> what, are we going to put both of our penises together? Um, I'm not close. It's still above average. Oh, sure. For uh, for both of us, if we had put them together. Sure. One of us is six and one of us is seven, or each of us are six and a half. <laughs> sure. Why not? I don't know. Um, <laughs> no, but. Um, I know that my genetics, I'm probably never going to be that ripped. Like, no matter what I do, I'm going to end up like the, the most ripped I'll ever look. And the, and the, I'll end up looking like animal from the road warriors. That's, that's who, fine. Th- that's who I'm built like, you know, um, my chest is big and my, you know, I'm just built like the village blacksmith and I'm okay with that. That's why I'm back. Have in- you thought about becoming the village blacksmith? <laughs> I wish I, that's a job I would love to do. They're, the guy I'm training at work does blacksmithing. He could train you, and he's he's like he's. I don't want to say his name because you shouldn't say it on. But he he surprised me. He was in the army and all kind of stuff. Is his name the N word? <laughs> so I was expecting him to be, you know, down the line right wing stuff. He's not, and he's he's really cool, and he's like you know, open minded and forward thinking, especially for around here. You know what I mean? And it's like I was like, man, I mean, if if for around here, if uh, you you're okay with schools being consolidated. <laughs> No, he's way past that. He'd be considered a hippie around here. Um, if you're not throwing bricks through gay people's windows, you're pretty progressive for around here. Yeah, I've. Uh, I won't discuss that off the air. That's a joke, though. I'm, I don't really mean that. Nobody around. Here I know is you really do. All that bad. I know, but I'm, I'm making sure the other people listening. Um, both of the. I uh, know. Okay, other things. Salem was a lot. Finished that. It's a great book. Um, 
I like the fact that the Catholic priest in it, basically, he didn't become a vampire, but he got bit, so he was marked. And then he had to basically travel around the country on buses and stuff and drink in alleys and, and gutters and all that kind of stuff because the vampire knew he was the one to him when he did that. He wasn't going to turn him into a vampire because, in a sense, that's a blessing. So um, I like the fact he's in the Dark Tower. He becomes a major, major character in the Dark Tower. Um, I could tell it was Stephen, one of Stephen King's early works because the love interest got – just dismissed basically she got turned into a vampire at one point I'm like that was pretty unceremonious you know <laughs> it's like uh it he did a thing where the guy freaked out and got sad and all kind of stuff and couldn't kill her and all kinds of, and i and i see what he was trying to do but you could tell he's a very young writer and it was very ham-handed and he's the first to admit that he's like you know when you're young you don't you haven't learned things yet your your craft is not where it should be but right off the bat he was a great writer i mean that's why the best story he tells is he was working in Maine at a bed and breakfast where they sold lobsters, you know, and they had these big tablecloths where they'd smash lobsters on them. It's in Maine heat. Maine heat is nothing but humidity. And flies would get in there and they'd be biting your arms and stuff. He worked in the laundry. So he's taking all the stuff and throwing it in. And the cleaner was really strong, would burn his skin and all kind of stuff. And he was doing this and he hated the job so bad. But him and his wife had to do this to get to get by. And I think they just had Owen, their son. And she called him and said, here's what I want you to do. Go into your boss's office and tell him you quit and basically tell him all to fuck off and walk out of there. And he's like, what? Do you, I can't do that. She's like, you just sold Carrie for like, it was like a hundred grand or some stuff. And he did that. He didn't tell him to fuck off because Stephen King like that, but he just basically said, I quit and just walked in. And that's what I would, I would love to work in a kitchen again if I'd written a book just to do that. Yeah. <laughs> in the middle of a Saturday night getting crushed on a basketball tournament or something, we're like, by the way, mm-hmm. I'm done. See you guys later. Where I are quit. you going? <laughs> I, I just quit. sold my book for 500 grand. I'm done. I'll see you. You know what I mean? Um, what you're going to need to do first, though, is write a book. Write a book, yeah. Yeah. Um, just get that going. That's not going to be for a while. I've decided this year I'm going to read as much stoicism and as much fiction as I can and just you know, and not even attempt to write a book because that's where I've gone wrong. Why do the same thing over and over as opposed to just learning as much as I can? I'm going to write fantasy, of course. So learning about Alexander the Great and then Diodaki and all this stuff, I've discussed them, haven't I? Diodaki, it, perhaps, but it's it, the people who, it's the generals who fought for Alexander's empire after he had died. Ptolemy or Ptolemy, Ptolemy who became the Egyptian pharaohs like like cleopatra is not a is not an egyptian name that's a that's a greek name so they were macedonian greeks and they basically fought each other and then they were all such good generals that they just kind of divided it up and said well let's just not fight each other anymore it lasted 40 years so um they installed all these different empires around each other Anyway, uh, there's there's a whole book on that. I've actually never delved into that because I was just I just concerned myself with Alexander because he was the an interesting person. So I'm going to read about him, Hannibal, um, all these uh, generals from history who I really admire. Uh, Musashi Miyamoto. That's another one. That's going to be a big chunk of learning. What's his? Is he the art of war? No, he's Book of Five Sun Tzu. Yeah, yeah. He's he's the samurai who could fight five men at once and win and had like Ended it's up not later. Le- it's not legend. Later, he owned a deli. No. <laughs> he would chop. He the played meat. baseball. <laughs> he would chop the. Meat actually, that was not that was actually not one of them. Samurai baseball player wasn't one of them. That was something they did for the movie Wired, 
which was uh, a Jim. It was a John Belushi uh, biopic that the family did not authorize, so they oh, couldn't. Yeah. And apparently, it was really good. The guy gave a good good performance, but they they didn't want to see John portrayed that way. So because it really delved hard into his drug use. But how could he not? It's John Belushi for fuck's sake. It's not like he didn't do drugs. Um, anywho. Uh, oh yeah, we, I had to discuss this. Started watching Midnight Gospel. Hell yeah, bro! Uh, it's good. It's very odd. Um, There's a lot of good lessons. First two episodes, like the fact is a zombie invasion with Doctor Drew Pinsky, and it's just you know, and at the and end, you, the, at you, the end you, they die. You, you do know. know it's a, uh, it's taken from yes. podcasts. Okay. Yes. Um, Every now and then they'll call him Duncan, and they'll go, like, "Who's Duncan?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the second one is that lady who's talking about. Uh, I can't remember. What the subject was, it was. She was just an older lady. She was really nice, and the, it's the That's one where they got death. Yes, the when they got ground. Accepted. When they got ground up and sent through all the pipes, yeah. it was really weird. It's, like, what yeah. the fuck? This is like a a horrible Sesame Street animation. You know, it's um, um uh, it's very psychedelic. What's his name? Adventure Time guy. He's the one that. Oh, is it? Yeah, he's the one that animated everything. Okay, that makes sense because it looks like it's stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, There's lots of weird stuff going on in the background. I implore you to watch the entire thing and make. I'm it going to, the end. to like make it, it to the end. I'm. I'm. I know I have a history of not doing that, but I'm doing that because they're only twenty minutes, twenty two minutes a piece. I think. Well, I disciplined myself. Like instead of, uh, I noticed like uh, one thing that journaling has done, and and being mindful, you know, is that I noticed a my kratom consumption way too much kratom. Got to back that off. Um, I enjoy Kratom, but I'm also wasting money because it's not doing me any good just taking it all the time. You need to so, take a weak tolerance break. I can't do that. I'm going to have to wean it down and then do that because I take a lot. I've, to- I've shown you how much Kratom I take, and it's a lot. So You take more in a week than I take in a month. Exactly. That's not good. Um, I didn't know I was doing that. Yeah, you just until, get used to I it. mean, I did, but I didn't, you know. Um, Discipline. Um, then uh, I nap for three or four hours every day. Can't do that. A, it's not good for weight loss. If you're sleeping all the time, then your body's putting all those calories. You can in be doing push-ups the entire time. No, that's, doing a, that's another thing. That's another thing too. I can't do that. I can't work out all the time like I like I always do for two and three hours because that's a back down a road where my body does not recover. The gold mean is the way. Work out as hard as you can. The five three one is that? Yes, yeah, I'm doing? still doing that. Are you going to keep doing it? Yeah, you're going to stick to it for at least a month. I've got. A hundred days of workouts written down. It's what I, like I sat down there and sketched it all out and did the and did exactly what I'm doing. I'm I'm deadlifting again and squatting again. Fuck yeah! And my strength is going. I'm getting really fucking strong. You can really almost fast. do the bar now. So <laughs> <laughs> um, I um, uh, can't remember what I was going to say. Oh my my daily routine. Um, so I stayed up on purpose. I didn't lay down. I, one thing I do is I eat a huge meal. There's nothing wrong with that. I eat a half dozen eggs with fuck yeah with uh, ricotta cheese on them. Fuck yeah, and a protein drink. That's that's hundred grams of protein. And then I that'll usually that's so much on my system that'll usually knock me out. I consciously ate it and I and I got up and I like just rolled my shoulders and said we're staying awake. So I made myself sit up. And Here's something I, you could do. To keep you awake What After you eat Or actually I like to do I don't like to work out Having eaten uh, First thing I do When I get up Is I shower To get myself Woken up And uh, then do yoga you I did I did 10 minutes of yoga do, Like a beginner's Just find uh, Yoga with Adrian On YouTube I did I did. I did hot I chick. Been, yeah I've been doing them At night too Like 
Uh, yeah. There's a nighttime yoga where you just roll your legs back and forth. Just do, so, do yourself, something you know? like that. That'll that'll get your shit flowing, <laughs> and then uh, you won't be as sleepy. I never get sleepy after I work out. That's why I wanted to work out in the mornings rather than the evenings. Well, and also, I just need to be more active. Like, I can get up. Um, I'm going to start instituting cardio every day as opposed to three times a week because this is extenuating circumstances. Uh, he's doing. He tells you to do that. It's, it's veering from him. Because you have to make judgment calls. Like he says, only do it three times a week. It's going to cut into your gains. But I'm so inactive sometimes, especially during the winter, that it'll just help me to keep my body fat down or even trim some off when I'm in, in the in the process of doing the five three one. So you got you have uh, you don't have to be at work until four o'clock usually. So you could go up and hit a trail, hit the endless wall, walk it at a good see, pace. I, I, I'm going to have to work myself into that because that is. Something that I definitely don't like. I don't like going out and doing something like that before I have to go to work. I don't know why that is. I just that's just me. Oh, I get it. Um, I, I can treadmill and I can go to the gym for three hours, but I can't go hike for an hour and a half. You know, it's because it's, it's the drive up there and then the drive it is. Back. It, it seems like a big undertaking. You know, yeah. before work. And I, I get it. Oh, I get it. And but I'm trying to work myself out of that. It's it's working. Like, um, you know, I, I've got I've been getting. Um, I download. Uh, that's another thing. I downloaded a game called uh, this. Uh, podcast has been entirely. About it doesn't me. matter. Nobody listens. Uh, <laughs> the the disappearance of Ethan Carter, which is a, uh, or the vanishing of Ethan Carter. I think it's called. It's a. Uh, it's an extremely good game. It's one of those games like uh, everybody's gone to the rapture or something like that. It's very peaceful, but man, the story's really dark and has already had a jump scare on me. I'm like that was fucked up, you know. But it's uh, you're trying to figure out what happened to this kid and this family and this demon. I think possessed him and. All these old empty places and all this. You've got to figure out these puzzles. It's good for the brain. Good, you know, get your... I believe video games are a good thing. A mindless grinder like Fallout 76 is not good. But a game where you have to use your brain, where, you, where you're challenging yourself and where you're doing like things. Spider-Man. Like Spider-Man all the puzzles actually, and shit? Yeah, it's a good one. Um, sometimes it's mindless grinding where you're just flying around, stuff like that. But it's not like Fallout 76 where... You're just shooting a bunch of shit up and it's depressing. I don't like that. that I haven't touched that game since. I've kept that promise since that day. I played eight hours of it. Did you uh, download or was a physical copy? It's a physical copy. Cost me. I, I might borrow ten dollars just to see how much fun it is. I think you'll like it. It's fun, but you're not like we don't. I'm a big. I take on. I don't know what. There's probably a, a term for it. If I watch depressing stuff, I'll be depressed. If I watch happy stuff, I'm happy. You know what I mean? It's like. I'm, I'm hoping that once I get more into stoicism and, and you know, really discover who I am completely, because I know who I am now, I actually wrote down a sentence about who who I am, you know. And I said, Chuck Keenan, a weightlifting stoic who, you know, or aspiring stoic philosopher. You're not a philosopher. You're a student. You always have to. I said, a student of weightlifting, a student of these things. Because if I said I'm a weightlifter, that implies I'm a master. I am not. Jim Wendler's a master. When I squat... A thousand pounds I'll consider myself a master Jesus Christ. When I bench 675 I'll consider myself a master I'll be I know I'll be benching 400 pounds within a year That's going to happen Because it's breakneck pace now Since I started Doing the, all the The rest And the big diet and stuff And benching once a week But getting in that one day What we used to do for three Five sets of five I'm doing that amount of reps In one day It's the same thing You're just doing it In a different different fashion I never I never bought that I'm like Well you're just bent To one day a week But you're doing The same amount of work So Your body doesn't distinguish Between if it's Different days You see what I'm saying It's going to recover the same It's sort of like A construction company A lot of them Just do four tens Yeah 
And that way everybody gets a three day weekend every every weekend. Sure. You go in, you put Same in the thing. work. Yeah. yeah. Um squatting, I'm I'm starting to love squatting again because my sciatic has quit acting up because I'm getting all the rest. Um stretching. Yeah. Uh still have, you still haven't fucking inverted on the old end. I have not. Table. I have not. You gotta give it a shot, man. Just a few seconds. It's got different levels too. You can go to here, here, here. And then fully invert. I'm afraid my spine's just going to fly apart when I finally take all the fucking pressure off nah, of it. It'll be fine. Um, Mine hasn't yet. Yet. You haven't been loading heavy weights on your back for 30 years. Yeah, maybe it'll make you feel better, though. Maybe. But there's a, a few minutes after you get done, especially if you do it for like five minutes like I did the other day. It feels really weird after you get done mm-hmm. if you do it for a long time. And you're not used to it. I'm used to it now. So, But after it takes a few minutes for it to... Kind of settle back down mm-hmm. You know what I mean Um I don't know It's It's been a It's been a good Week I mean I've really Discovered a lot uh, Done a lot of positive things Um Seen some negative things that I'm doing finally And, and gonna improve upon them And that's That's pretty much All We uh, We went and saw Bill and Ted last night We did With the Moors Our final outing with them Since they've now passed away <laughs> Yeah Yeah we did they got fucked to death by a goat in uh, hedonism too. Yeah, I mean, what a way to go! Both of them at the same yeah. time. I mean, Elena got the horn, and Aaron yeah. got the, Aaron, the the penis. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's the way it's going to be. You know, the funny thing about goats' penises is if they have horns on them. Hmm. Yeah. How do you th- how do you feel about Bill and Ted? Loved it. It's fucking great. It's everything I wanted it to be. Yeah, it was. It had moments where. It, Dragged. I mean, but yeah. uh, who cares? You know, it was the girls that played their daughters were phenomenal. <laughs> they did really well. They were hilarious. especially the one who's Ted's daughter, and she's, yeah. <laughs> you know, she's just yeah. she's just channeling Keanu Reeves. Yeah. What she's doing. So. <laughs> it was great. I mean, I she could she probably could have played John Wick if she was more subdued. <laughs> um, no, I, I loved it. I thought it was sweet. I thought there were moments I got choked up because it was you know father daughter thing. You know, um, they never lost faith in their dads and. You know, you love your kids, and, and they had absolutely no reason to have any faith in their dads. Exactly, <laughs> it was they, great. They, they, but they—that's—that's that's one thing you always do for people you love. You always give them benefit of the doubt, no matter what. So, more families would be better off. If they would do that. Mm-hmm. He's fucked up a thousand times. Well, let him try a thousand and one. You know, I mean, that doesn't mean you keep. That doesn't mean you shit on him. It can, it can, it can stab you though. Um, I had a cousin that just kept stealing. You know, I you know. know I, yeah, I know he is. I saw him the other day. As a matter no, you didn't. He's dead. Oh, I saw one of them. Yeah. He just kept fucking. My my dad would hire him to come and do menial tasks around and overpay him. Never paid me for any of this shit. Here's his son. Yeah, but still. <laughs> <laughs> had him do menial tasks come around and he overpaid the shit out of him. And then he comes one night and steals their four wheeler. And then he, my brother didn't kill him. My brother did all the police work and got the police to go get it. Because, you know, cops. Cops aren't going to do it. No. no. And uh, he didn't die. And then a couple of years later, he goes to jail for a while. No, he didn't go to jail for this one. He got, like, probation or whatever. A couple of years later, he comes and steals their truck. <laughs> then my dad had, out, had all he could stand, and he couldn't stand still more. And he was in jail for, like, four or five years. Did it was a classic attic thing that they blame your dad for? Mm-hmm. They, they got were very mad. That whole family was very mad. Did somebody could explain to him he's he's I, maybe, maybe this will straighten him out. He's earned this. You know what I mean? We were just like we're the only people that have tried to help this guy. You know, mm-hmm. and nobody cared. They were just assholes. And like, okay, fine, we'll still let you bury your dead on our 
on our property up 20 mile. We still own the cemetery, but we don't own where we used to live, which is just adjacent. That's weird. I know. Um, but yeah, it seems to me you kept the you kept the unimportant thing and sold the important thing. <laughs> Funny thing about that, just after we moved out, a few months, maybe a year, the trailer burned down. Mm. Sucks. I loved living up there. Of course, I only lived there till I was five, so everything's dope when you're five year old. Sure, that's where I first. The, my first memory is my dad backhanding a woman up twenty mile. They okay. Our neighbors who I think you've told this story before. They, they just, got into a big argument. Then yeah, they yeah. just lived through the tree line and they were playing loud rock and roll music with curse words and stuff. And my dad went over and asked them to, in his way, to turn it down. And then they got mouthy with the old man. And my dad commenced to beating the shit out of the dude. And then my mom came over to try to break it up, and the woman grabs hold of my mom. My dad has reached back, getting ready to hit this guy, and he looks over his shoulder and sees this woman getting ready to grab my mom and just backhands her and breaks her jaw. Damn. That is exactly what a man is supposed to do. <laughs> Sometimes a man's got to do what a man That is exactly what you do. You, if somebody touches your wife, sure. you stop them. Give him the business. You give him the business. Yeah. That, that might have been the most important lesson I've ever learned. Right there. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, I loved living up there. I'd, I'd move up there again in a second. I don't know who owns it now. Anyway, well, Bill and Ted. Uh, <laughs> Squared Circle Burgers. Oh, man. One of the best burgers I've had in years. Yeah, it's so much so. Are they open today? Yeah. I'm down. Fuck it. Let's do it. Let's do it. I want the bruiser. That's what I have. I'm doing the bruiser this time. I think I'm going to get a regular cheeseburger and the hot dog so I can report back to my mother. My mom's a big hot dog mark. Yeah. Report back to her about the dogs. But yeah, that uh, the bruiser, which consists of two grilled cheese sandwiches, four hamburger patties. <laughs> uh, it's got to be three thousand calories. Oh, there's no way it wasn't. Yeah, four hamburger patties, uh, burger slaw. I'm sure, there's some onions and pickles. There's definitely pickles. I don't the pick, I'm gonna have pickles. No, are good. Pick, no I don't know, I'm not pickle. I know you're not a pickle guy. Yeah, but as far as pickles go, good pickles. Good pickles. Sure. Um. Hell, I'll look up their menu. We talked about it last week, but it was I I knew it was gonna be good because I know Kyle. Mm-hmm. I know he wants his uh his shit to be good. But it was it exceeded my expectations by many leaps and bounds. It was that good. And I'm very proud of him for uh for doing it and making it that way. Let me see. Let's look up and see what exactly is on this thing you got uh it's the bruiser half pound of beef it's four of their two ounce patties burger slaw pickles ketchup on two grilled cheese sandwich buns some bitch i guess the difference in burger slaw and regular slaw is it's not minced up as much it's just it's more kind of chunky yeah yeah it's really good it is i mean it well i mean i'm saying the my burger was the lariat was yeah i seen it 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 seemed pretty good to me um yeah it was very good. What else? Um, 21 Jump Street. Have you heard about this show? Have you heard about it? I've heard of this. Uh, we were texting them yesterday. I was like, they really took on they really took on some difficult issues there in 1987 and 88. Yeah. And they did it in a better way than what most people are doing now. Yes. It's less preachy. There's a little bit more ambiguity. It's still heavy-handed. And like I told you it was... You said it was heavy handed. I said the hand is wearing a lead glove and it's dipped in molten steel and Absolutely. left to dry. That's how heavy it was. 
But the the one thing I do like about it is Doug Penhall, who is Peter Deloise's character, just can't wait to fight children. <laughs> he can't wait to go in there and bust heads. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> just oh, no, Doug Penhall. No matter what happens, Doug Penhall is ready to fucking raise a ruckus, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> you like ball with the ball starts playing and he starts kicking people. <laughs> he played football and play, played in their most important game of the year and smashed that kid. I mean, and like, how did they not have to forfeit the game? I like, yeah, I was like, what a second. And again, this, I, this is like a t- league tournament or something, you know. And again, I need I need to ask the question: How many high schools are in Evergreen? <laughs> What is it, Evergreen State, USA, or whatever in this t- in this city? How many high schools? Does it actually not give the state? It's just you know, is it? I'm going to look it up. Okay, you do that. I'm going to. You're going to go pee. Nope. You grab more of the foam. More of the foam. Tome. Tome. More kratom. Says the guy who says he needs to quit taking so much kratom. Well, I'm saying in <laughs> Where is twenty one? Jump. Let's look and see here, shall we? Okay. 21 Gump, Jump Street. It was filmed in Vancouver, but it's set in a fictional, fictional city, city and state, Metropolis Evergreen State. Let's look and see how many high schools. 21 Jump Street is an American police procedural television series that aired on the Fox Network. And in first-run syndication from April 12th, 87 to April 27th, 91, with 103 episodes, the series focuses on a squad of youthful-looking undercover police officers investigating crimes in high schools, colleges, and other teen teenage venues. It was originally going to be titled Jump Street Chapel after the deconstructed church building in which the unit was set. Now, how many high schools... You know, Holly Robinson sang the uh, theme song. Yeah, I did know that. We never talked about the bam, 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 pipes. I do. I need to know how many. <laughs> and then they did a spinoff for Booker. <laughs> Booker. <laughs> I need to know how many. But yeah, I, you, you think, like, how could you send somebody that looks like Johnny Depp into a high school? Oh, he's getting all the poon. Yeah. Like and they don't play that enough. Like these girls should be just sliding out of their chairs whenever they see this guy, <clears throat> especially a twenty-year-old Johnny Depp. Who's who's ever been better looking than that guy? There's there's twenty-year-old good looking twenty-year-old Rob Lowe, as good looking but better. I mean that's a rough one. Look at Rob Lowe in about last night. Look at a picture of him. Oh, I've seen it. Was it was it oh, was I've striking? I was like, holy shit, that's a good looking dude. I'm trying to look up how many high schools. I love saying stuff like uh, around people who aren't secure in their in their uh, heterosexuality. Yeah, and they look at you like he must be a fag. Like, no, I just oh, I am a fag. Yeah, I'm just not gay. <laughs> <laughs> Quit being a Phoenician. Yeah. Okay, as usual, it's tough to find one establishment. I don't want the movie locations. I want to know. You know, yeah. those movies are funny too, right? Those movies are very. Oh, funny. sure. I'm, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Channing Tatum had to show his comedy chops. Another reason to hate him. Yeah, he's still he's good at that. <laughs> I know, and he seems like he's a good guy. Yeah, exactly. It's like he's uh, a he's a dad now, and like his Instagram is just him and his kids playing. Like, God damn it! <laughs> the only reason anybody gets any pussy is because he can't fuck everybody. Yeah. That's so true. <laughs> uh, Jonah Hill. Nobody's wanting to fuck Jonah Hill. I'll tell you that much. Maybe now. Yeah, he's looking good. He's doing jujitsu now. 
It doesn't say how many high schools are in 21 Jump Street. Let's just say there was a shit ton. Shit ton of high schools. Shit ton of high schools. Seven things you might not know about 21 Jump Street. Have you ever watched Minty, Comedic Arts? He's, a, he's an Australian guy, and he's got ten things you didn't, you probably didn't know. He's he's got so many of them, and it's really good. Like he'll he'll throw out some shit. Like he did one for, of course, Ghostbusters, uh, Big Trouble in Little China, The Golden Child, all those. Man, they're really entertaining. You know, did you see that video I sent you a couple years ago or weeks ago? Um, it was Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd. Um, I did not actually. I did not watch that. It was uh, just them trying to convince. The studio theaters to, yeah to bring in ghostbusters because it wasn't like a big deal before it came in. right there was no hype up for it they were just like they'd sent they'd send videos to theaters to convince them to put their movie in there right that's weird it is considering how massive of a movie it was the system was so much different then it was now I mean, now it's con- there was no internet there was no yeah. you know viral you know things are almost guaranteed to succeed now as long as there's not bad word of mouth you know what i mean yeah like uh what movie was it that came out recently that just bombed? It was before the Demic. I'm calling it the Demic now. It was the new Charlie's Angels. Yeah, everybody nobody knew gave. Everybody a fuck. knew it was going to stink. It I mean, was Elizabeth just, Banks directed. It had a little bit of star power, and yeah. it just nobody cared. And like, and she got. She said something about. Uh, I guess uh, men didn't want to take their girlfriends to see this. No, it just looks like it sucked. Yeah. It just. Why are we doing Charlie's Angels again? You know, yeah, it's not a franchise that's you know. I mean, it was a it was a novel idea, but it was just not. Yeah, not, and they just did a remake of it eight years. Or they did a couple of ago. them. They did Full Throttle. They did, they did three you know, three uh, remakes or yeah. three sequels. There's two sequels to the original. Like, what are we doing? Why are we Why are we even trying this? <laughs> I love the fact that when Lucy Liu was on Futurama, they were making fun of those movies. <laughs> Don't open that coffin. There's a vampire in there. But. I've got to open this coffin. Nobody else is going to open it. Right, <laughs> pops out. Hey, here's seven things uh, you might not have known about Twenty One Jump Street. Let's get into Let's it. Let's do it. It was the first drama for the Young Fox Network. Yeah, Fox's first foray, foray into original programming came in late night with the Joan Rivers talk show. I remember that. You know that got her- Arsenio Hall got taken and took that one over. She got banned. She used to guest host for Carson. Yes. And he didn't like that when she got her own talk show, and, he, and he'd never invited her back on, even as a guest. That's so odd. That's so rude. That is. Johnny had. Johnny wasn't a good guy. We're on guy first name basis ways. with him. Everybody's on first name with Johnny. <laughs> uh, it was originally called Jump Street Chapel, and Jeff Yager was in the Depp role. That dude could not have been in high. Well, in the 80s, I don't know. Who is that? Jeff Yager? I don't know. Series originally carried the title Jump Street Chapel, named for the erstwhile church. Uh, being a new show on the new network, there were fears that Chapel might mislead potential viewers, hence the change. So they might have thought it was a uh, church church show. show. Yeah. Number three, it was the first Fox show to ever beat ABC, NBC, or CBS in its time slot. Very nice. Johnny Depp was paid $45,000 per episode. That's a lot of money. For then, it was a lot of money. Now you look like the, the He wasn't a star yet. Uh, the he, biggest, the biggest thing he'd done was Nightmare on Elm Street. I think it was afterwards, um, after the first couple seasons, probably. Sure, because he was in Platoon too before that. That's true. Uh, the trading card did not. Oh, there's a trading card with Johnny Depp on it. I wonder how much that shit's worth. <laughs> Those weird Fucked teeny bopper trading yeah. cards. Uh, the trading card, not allowed. Depp was undeniably a hot young star coming off Platoon. The actor was aspiring for more cinematic work. 
or at least big break for his rock band. <laughs> he took the television show thinking it would hardly last. Oh, that sucks for him. It lasted five seasons. Um, which was not pessimism so much as realism, considering the circumstances. He signed one for he, whoa from the beginning. It was forty five grand an episode. Yeah, dang. Naturally, the, how was that show not going to be a hit? All those hot people on it, decent premise, you know. I mean, it's one of those things. In hindsight, you can say that, but I mean, there's no guarantee it was going to be anything, you know. Ooh, Depp's former rock band, uh, his band was called Rock City Angels, signed for a six point two million dollar deal. And didn't produce album one, did they? Uh, Depp is labeled as the typical actor aspiring to be musician, but the truth is, it's the other way around. He started in rock and roll, playing in garage and hair metal bands as a teenager. When Depp landed a part on 21 Jump Street, he was playing guitar in Rock City Angels, a Guns N' Roses-like act from L.A. Depp reluctantly had to bail as the series filmed in Vancouver. The Angels then signed $6.2 million deal with Geffen Records against future sales for its major label debut, Young Man's Blues. And he did have writing credits on one track. I never heard of these guys. So maybe they didn't make it big. Yeah. So Holly Robinson sang the theme song. We knew that. Brad Pitt and Johnny Depp appeared in a scene together. That might be their only scene together. Yeah. I don't know that they've ever been in a movie together. Hmm. Pitt appears in the heavier suicide-themed episode, Best Years of Your Life, playing a talky pretty boy. Today, this scene alone would... Probably cost the studio around $40 million. (laughs) (laughs) And we learned a lot about 21 Jump Street there, didn't we? We sure did. I love it. I love it. I I didn't watch it when it first came out. I remember like the the commercials and shit for it, Mm. but I never, I never watched it. And I'm in, I'm enjoying once a week just sitting down and watching it and being like, man, like when AIDS dropped. They had to do an AIDS episode mm-hmm. in 1987. There was some, and they didn't know anything an about it. Episode in anything. Mister Belvedere had an AIDS episode. Yeah. <laughs> a little kid had gotten a blood transfusion. He had AIDS, and everybody was afraid. I wonder what Bob Uecker had to say about that. Just a bit outside. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, I love Bob Uecker. He was great in uh, Major League. Major League, um, of course, Mister Belvedere. Yeah. This Mr. Is there a place to watch Mr. Belvedere? I was looking for it on YouTube. I think you can watch it on YouTube. Uh, uh, one would think that, um, what's it called? Uh, Hulu would have Mr. Belvedere somewhere. Let's see. <laughs> we would all gather around to watch Mr. Belvedere. I know that Hulu has uh, the Fall Guy. Fuck yeah, dude! Or they did. I think they still do. Well, it lasted six seasons. I had no idea. Mister Belvedere. Yes, uh, season one, episode one. There we go. You too. So if they got one, they've got them all. Fuck yeah! Let's. Uh, you know what? You know, plug in and maybe watch a little bit of, of the Belv. Well, I mean, we can. It's one got one of the more famous theme songs. So we got a theme great song. theme song. It sounds like something that. Uh, uh, Randy Newman would sing Okay Let's get into it God, March 1585 I, was a I wonder if he was actually British I don't know 
Streaks on the china never met it before. Who cares? When you got Look at those that production jacket. values. That scene down there, the, the skit. No one Mr. Belvedere fan club. Yeah, that's a great sketch. Okay. Turned around and no one spared. All hands look at the mom was really hot in an odd way. What was the kid's name? All the help there. Wesley. Wesley. She ended up having a huge pair of cans. Tracy Wells did. Life is more than mere survival. We just might live the good life yet. Great theme song. Yep. Yeah, I'll definitely be watching that later on. I wonder what the opening plot line is. To that. He was. They were looking for a housekeeper, and then they wanted to. I don't know. It was basically the same premise as uh, Who's the Boss? Angela. Angela. Samantha. Mooney. Man, I. Uh, That's a terrible fucking TV show. My first crush was definitely Alyssa Milano. I thought, see, even back then. I liked thick girls. Like I, I thought she was pretty. Yes, but I think I'm trying to remember who my big crush was back. The first woman I remember actually checking out was Callahan on uh, on uh, Police Academy. Oh yeah, let's take a look at her. She's still actually pretty hot for an older lady. Who is that? Debbie Callahan, fictional character. Yes, yeah, she had some fucking mambos on her, huh? Yeah. Hell yeah, brother. Here's a scene where the uh, the guy's grabbing her, her knocker there. I'm trying to think, uh, I, but back then, I mean, I liked her also, all, all, obviously because of the knockers. But I like brunettes, of course. I had a huge crush even back then on uh, Diane Franklin. Um, oh, we remember so much so that I uh, <laughs> married a woman that looked <laughs> almost exactly like Diane Franklin. Remember early in the show, we had a, every week you would talk to Diane Franklin. Yeah, that was hilarious. It was good. Um, I liked Dee Dee on Hunter. Like, I thought she was one of the hottest women I've ever seen in my life. Got to look her up. Um, of course, she had the really curly brunette, you know, that thing. Oh, um, hell yeah, brother. Is that see. Connie Selica? I can't remember. I thought Stephanie's Zimbalist was pretty hot uh, from Remy's. Oh, man, yeah. Oh, my. You know what? Somebody else that might sneak in there for me was um, Wonder Woman. Oh yeah, I'd have oh, a, I had a thing for Linda Carter too. Still, she's still she's got to be mid sixties by now. She's still hot. Still looks fucking amazing. Um, you know, I, I definitely had a specific type from a from a very early age. So, Dee mm. Dee from Hunter. I remember liking Angela. I liked her. A bit facey. Yeah, bit facey. Too blonde. She had some cans on her though. Remember uh, when uh, Tony? Uh, Walked on her, in on her while she was in the shower. I mean, that happened in so many episodes. Yeah, I know. It was like a running gag. Do you remember they built the float for it on <laughs> Family Guy? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the episode where Tony walks in on Angela in the shower. <laughs> or the, uh, the episode of Different Strokes where the bicycle guy molests Dudley. Gordon Jump. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Carlson. Hey, kid, from- screaming in my ass. <laughs> <laughs> he was, he was uh, Mr. Carlson from WKRP. That was him, wasn't it? Yeah. And he was also the Maytag repairman. Yes, he was. So bored because Maytags never break down. I mean, so then he was so bored that he had boys children. He had to, he had to go. <laughs> Imagine being that bored. What else am I going to do? I guess I could fuck a kid. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> 
don't know. Oh. I mean, I've heard things about it, <laughs> you know. I mean, <laughs> uh, I've not been that bored yet. I mean, that's that's pretty bored. That's it's sort of like those guys. Like uh, I always assume that any celebrity that has died from hanging was actually trying to jerk off and choke themselves at the same time because they fucked everybody that they've had all the sex. Yeah. I mean, that's I a- just assume that that's probably what it was. And once it got out that, uh, Carradine did it and the embarrassment it caused, they just stopped letting everybody know that. Right. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine me that level of wealth? I mean, I, uh, Dominican poison, it'd be, you know, yeah. After just, having sex with her, every, everybody else would be like, if you can, if you don't have a woman that you love, yeah, you just get high priced hookers and right. you, you do what you want with them. You go have fun. Sure. There's not a, I mean, I'm sure that there is a price to where you could have sex with Dominican poison. There has to be a price. Well, I'm sure, but even if I, everybody's got a price. (laughs) (laughs) Money, money, money. I'm fan of that bills right now. See, now I gotta, I gotta look up the Um, theme to (laughs) Ted DiBiase. Um, No, but, you know that there's prostitutes out there that are built exactly how you like. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, look, they are just your dream woman to to bang. So, you know, let's see here. Oh, that's the six million dollar man. That's not what I want. <laughs> Still hilarious though. I like how through inflation, million dollar man is not really a thing anymore. Did they did they change it to the billion dollar man? No. Everybody's got a price. He wasn't a very good wrestler. Oh, he's a great Everybody's wrestler. Was he? Yeah, he's a great wrestler. I don't remember. He just didn't do crazy stuff. Okay. He, like, plus he's the bad guy, so he's taking all the moves. Got gotcha. you. So he, he has to make the good guy look good. Yeah, he had yeah. to make the good guy look good. But he he was very good. He always looked like he was getting the fuck t- kicked out of. Like Kurt Henning. Everybody says he's the he's one of the best. Uh, pro wrestlers of all time because he made you look like a billion dollars. Well, like we were talking about uh, Bobby Eaton. Yeah, beautiful Bobby. One of the best of all time. Night off. They, didn't that, is that what, they, what call they call him? A night yeah. off. You didn't feel anything. He never hurt you. You never had to worry about getting but It looks like he was really punching you. Well, that knee drop he used to do from the top rope, that's yes. a 250-pound man jumping from the top Who's, rope. Who looks like he's never touched a weight in his never life. Never even walked by a weight room. <laughs> But yet not he he's the definition not of fat. He's the definition of skinny fat. Yeah. Not yeah. fat, not skinny. His just, muscles had his arms had no tone. Yeah. Like I can see us getting some food and watching some old wrestling here for that, a little that, while. That that looks like a that sounds like an idea. Maybe taking a little bit more Kratom. Yeah, I can see us doing that. <laughs> I think I might have I haven't reached my limit with Kratom. <laughs> um trying to think. I watched Oh, I watched your mom's house live last night. Which is your mom's house podcast is a podcast featuring comedians Tom Segura and Christina Pajitsky. It was wild. It was it was very funny. They had Joey Diaz call in, and he was hilarious. He's always hilarious. Um, he was on that. He was on the episode, the episode of uh, Ben Like Gospel. I saw. Yeah, and, and Damian Eccles was on it. Yeah, I was like, for what? I was like, but the name looked familiar for a second. I hate to go on a segue here, but I'm no, saying it's fine. That. You know, I was just like that voice sounds familiar, and then I put two and two together. I was like, "Hey, Damian Nichols, that sounds kind of familiar." Like, I, I said, I was thinking he's probably a comedian or something. And then it, the more it turned, I was like, "Oh my god, that's the child murderer guy <laughs> talking about magic." Maybe he really did kill those kids. No. Well, did you hear? Have you ever listened to that interview? The no. full, the full interview. It's talk? very, it's very odd. 
the show or no the the interview that, talking about magic. Well, he's a uh, black magic guy. He, he's into it. Yeah, everything they assumed about him was right, except for that. There's no way he killed those kids. No, I mean that, <laughs> the stepdad killed him. Yeah, not John Mark Byers. No, uh, Terry Hobbs. Terry, Terry oh, Hobbs. I hate Terry Hobbs. I tell you, Terry Hobbs. It's on sight. Me get and you these, ever bump in each other, you're going to catch these paws. <laughs> yeah. All right? It's on sight. <laughs> you feel me? Terry Hobbs. But in God, the, is there, is there been anybody else in the world who who's just looked like just on sight white trash? If I see that motherfucker, he's going to catch it. He's going to catch a fade. Sorry. Um, but in the interview, he talks about how probably the best thing to ever happen to him was being put in prison for almost 20 years. Yeah. He made him him learn real pers- about him. Real perspective on thing. And he got out. He's like, he's like 36, 37 or whatever. When he got out, and they had celebrity friends and he's, he's got a little bit know, of celebrity yeah. and he's, he can write a book. Is he still with his wife? Yeah. They were very, I don't want to sound like, you know, they're a very sweet couple. Like she was a really nice person and she, you know, but who I, I mean, I feel bad that it happened to him, but he, he was able to find a good thing. He definitely did a stoic thing where he took everything in stride. Not at first, of course. He was young, you know, and he's fucking 15. Losing 20 years of your life. I think it was like 17. Over such and still ridiculous things. He's a convicted murderer because they had to do yeah. the, the Alfred plea. Yeah. Alfred plea. It's the Alfred plea, yeah. So they're still Jason didn't want to do it Not, They didn't want to do it J- Well it was Jason Jason did not want to He do almost it. He almost didn't And then they looked at It him had said, to be hey, all man. of them Yeah he's like Man your friends Need to get out too And he's just like Alright You know but I, I, I respected that Like that That's a stoic thing too Even though he eventually Capitulated because To help his friends Which is also a virtuous thing It's like that thing I sent you about That's another I feel the worst, not only for the families of the children, but I felt worse for Jesse. Jesse, Miss yes. Kelly, that poor bastard. I know, man. I mean, touch him. his life wasn't going to be great anyway. I'm and sure he's gotten a payday from some of the stuff, though. I'm sure somebody's helped him. Um, oh, yeah, that thing you sent me. When Vespasian, who's, one of the, who's not a good emperor, uh, sent for, uh, his name was Hel- 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 Helvidius Priscus, who was a... Uh, Stoic, he was a Stoic philosopher and a senator. When Vespasian sent him not to come into the Senate, told him not to come in. He said, "You can forbid me, for, forbid me to be a senator, but as long as I'm, uh, you can forbid me to be a senator, but as long as I am a senator, I must come in. It's his duty." Uh, and then Vespasian says, "Come in," he says, "and be silent." He said, "Question me not, and I will be silent. But I am bound to question you, and I am bound to say what seems right to me." I love this is one of the most amazing things. But if you say it, I shall kill you. When did I tell you that I was immortal? You will do your part, and I mine. It is yours to kill, mine to die without quailing, yours to banish, mine to go into exile without groaning. This is a senator standing up to the to the emperor and telling him to go fuck himself. And indeed he was eventually exiled. But that's what I'm saying. That uh, that's the thing with Jason. It's it's similar. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, poor Jesse. I mean, it sucks for everybody. No, nobody had a good time in this. No, except for I wonder if he Jason definitely had a book deal. He probably wrote a book and what's Jason Baldwin? Yes, because he came out. Man, he might have been the most uh, intelligent one of the three. Let's see if he's got anything. 
film producer. Awesome. Good uh, for you. Jason Baldwin, only two years older than me, was born April 11th, 77. Shit, he's my age. Damien. He's born a, he was born a month before I was. Jesse. Let's look and see. What if he's had any books? I think he got a producing thing for the West of Memphis. Yeah. They made him a producer for that. Devil's Knot, he was a producer, which was I, a yeah. dramatization. Yeah, apparently wasn't very good though. It was fine. I mean it, it was I mean, I'm not I'm sure it wasn't terrible, but they could throw they could throw some money behind that, but the best thing to watch if you want to watch a story about that is the, the documentary. The documentaries, the three. The best arc in that we've discussed this before was a uh, was a uh, Mark Byers. Baby. Yes, Turn, uh, originally was he, well. He was always a lunatic. He was even even a lunatic later on. But he really went through a, a large period of growth where he saw the truth, and then he actually. I like the fact he was taught in Terry Hobbs. He's like, you know, you killed him. You know, yeah. outside, outside of the courthouse. And, I was like, John Mark Byers, you're awesome. He's, him and Damien are friends now. Yeah. That's awesome. Good for him. I'm wondering if he's written any books. That's what I wonder. Who, John Mark Byers? No, I would love a John Mark <laughs> yeah. Tell me right now, you wouldn't go buy a John Take Mark Byers. Take my money. <laughs> I've got a great song for us to go out to, by the way. Though. I was thinking we go out to that one, uh, Tyler Childers. Sure. Well, let me play this song then. Yeah, play it. We're here. Yeah, he's got a book coming. Can you guess who it is yet? It is... I can't think of the name, but I, it's uh, the people that sang Story of My Life. Social D. Yeah. I always want to say suicidal tendencies. Yeah. And they're completely different. Sick Boy. Sick Boys. Yeah. There was a wrestler in the late 90s in Raven's Flock who was nicknamed Sick Boy. They probably took that one for train spotting, though. No? Probably, yeah. One thing we haven't touched on yet is the death of the notorious RBG. I had a great, I thought it was a great joke I said when I said, what would you call Ruth Bader Ginsburg if she was a drunk? Oh, fuck. I gotta, I'm trying to find the angle here. <laughs> I can't. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Oh. It's, it's spelled the same. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Hold on. I sent that to a, a mutual friend. Um, and uh, she didn't like it. She didn't think it was funny. Which which mutual friend, Elena, or a different one? Different. Okay. All right. Now I want you to say that again. Just the whole thing. Hold on. Let me pause. Whatever's happening here. Yeah. Say the say the joke again. So what do you call Ruth Bader Ginsburg if she's a drunk? I don't know. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> Do it again. 
We'll edit it and make it sound great. <laughs> okay, we're not editing anything. Nope. <laughs> what do you call Ruth Bader Ginsburg if she's a drunk? I don't know. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> All right, do it again. <laughs> what do you call Ruth Bader Ginsburg if she's a drunk? I don't know. What do you call her? Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> one more time. <laughs> Last one. Last one. What do you call Ruth Bader Ginsburg if she's a drunk? I don't know. What do you call her? Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> now, no, now this time do one more. Okay. This was for safety. What do you call Ruth Bader Ginsburg if she's a drunk? I don't know. What do you call her? Ruth Bader Ginsburg. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Rib shot. Uh, Tyler Childers put out a new album this week. It's called A Long History of Violence. And let me find it on here. Well, fuck. Oh, well. All right. It's uh, mostly, it's, he said he wanted to make an old time fiddle album. That's exactly what it is. And this is the, uh, it's Send in the Clowns. I'm guessing this is his own arrangement of the traditional Send in the Clowns song. Nine songs, all of them are instrumental until the last song. It's a great This song. is so good. The thing I like about it, and you'll find this with most bluegrass or mountain music, really. Yeah, because there's there's just two separate things. Yeah. This is isn't necessarily bluegrass, but sure. Is you can hear how it's it's sort of loosely assembled. Mm -hmm. Like they're playing together and they're on time, but it's not like it's fucking tight like rush or right. something, you know what I mean? Or even classical, which everything has its place yeah. and it's, you know. This is just maybe five guys in a room. Playing instruments that aren't plugged into anything with mics all around them. It's awesome. Yeah, I love it. But this is the one, the instrumental at least, that really got me. This this is fucking nasty. That's a jug. Jug, yeah, I thought so. Is there gonna be a wash tub in there? Maybe. Listen to this. I love that. I fucking love it. It's awesome. This kid could, uh, I don't know, if, again, I don't know if these are traditional songs that he's just rearranged. I know the last one's definitely his. Definitely. But um, this could be a, a, a score, a movie score for like a documentary like Harlan County, USA. Mm -hmm. Or Mine or Wars. Blood on the Mountain. Blood on the Mountain. It, this could be the score for any of that shit. And it would fit right in. It's fucking dope. I love it. Anything else you want to talk about? We're about an hour 45. No, I think... We might do another one tomorrow. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. 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 Quacky kipu. Anything else you want to talk about? Anything? Anything you want to get off the chest? Anything you want to recommend? Um... I just recommend to everybody, uh, take your time and, uh, and learn about stoicism. It's a, it's a good, uh, good philosophy for everybody. And it'll, it'll help you de deal with these troubled times we're in. Really, they just need to follow me. Without knowing it, actually, I was going to say <laughs> you're, you are pretty close to the uh, to uh, to the stoic ideal without actually being aware of it. Yeah. So it's not anything I've strived for. I've just I kind of let everything roll my off my back nowadays. It's the best policy, but you know, 
I'm not saying that you do this, but I'm saying that it, it's also a thing. Don't let, don't be unemotional. That's not good because that's suppressing. Deal with things and, you know, just change your perception of them. That's it. So. Right on. Um, uh, we're going to go out with a song by Tyler Childers called Long History of Violence. Thanks for listening. Go buy the shirts. tpublic.com slash user slash pillow fort radio. Buy the shirts. Buy the expensive ones. Yeah. Because I get more money. The baseball shirt. Yeah, get the baseball shirt. Get the super soft. Get all the designs in every size. What if you're losing weight? Yeah. You want to be able to get the size down. What if you're what if you're gaining weight? Yeah. What if you're not sure what you're doing but you don't know? What if you're maintaining but you just want different size shirts? Yeah. Yeah. What if you want one to uh, like? Have you ever seen chicks? They cut up shirts and make them look cool, like rock shirts. Yes. And, yeah, if you want to do that with one of them, but you also want to have one like a, I'd like to see a dude in one of those cut up rock rock and roll shirts. That they they add things to and they take things away from off the shoulder. I like to see Adam Ryan in an off the shoulder Pillow Fort Radio T shirt with rips and tears in it. That's something else. <laughs> I want to. I wonder if he has a nice hairy chest. I'm sure he does. Uh, he looks like he probably does. Yeah. Real hairy beast of a man. <laughs> I bet his shits are just just a tragedy every time. An encounter between me and him would be something that would uh, attract a definite group of people. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking Mothra against Godzilla. <laughs> All right, long history of violence. Tyler Childers, thanks for listening. And suck my dick.
Treaty.